the word of God says to God's people, but now thou saith the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you, I have called you by your name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the floods, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Father in heaven, we thank you for this time. We thank you uh, for this opportunity. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will cover me now. And I pray, O oh God, as we, lead, as we listen to the word that you have prepared, when we leave this place, I pray, God, that your spirit will fill us. And may we see a glimpse of Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. As we enter into a new year and as we start this journey together, I want to take a moment and reflect on this passage of scripture in the 43rd chapter of Isaiah. At the time when these words were originally spoken, Israel stood at the beginning of a new chapter in her history. The captives in Babylon I just committed the unpardonable sin. I totally forget to thank my in-laws for their support. Their love and their support. I totally forgot to do that. Mom, thank you for your support. Jan, Jude, Kimberly, Terrence, thank you for your support. Niece and nephews, thank you. I know Justin and Juliana, they, they stayed back from going off to school, Pine Forest, to support us. Thank you. I just want to let you know we appreciate that and we love you. All right? To God be the glory. I'm good now. <laughs> the captives in Babylon were waiting within the walls of, for the gates to be thrown open in order for them to take their journey towards a home none of them had ever seen. Uh, this preacher has been uh, telling them that they are to have a unique vocation in the making of the future. They are to be a holy people. They are to be a spiritual light center for the nations around them. You are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen. These are the people living Babylon. Their destiny was before them. 
This is what they have been prepared for. This is why they have had to suffer. But he goes on to tell them that they will have to suffer some more. He does not promise them an earthly paradise. A matter of fact, the very greatness of their destiny will expose them to intense suffering in the future as in the immediate past. But here comes the promise. But they will never be alone. They will never be destroyed. So the greatest admonition to humans is, here it goes, fear not. Fear not. For when we pass through the waters, I will, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. In this text, danger is described through the elements of water and fire. Water in the first clause is issued as a synonym for, the tr for trouble and sorrow. It is a favorite with the Old Testament writers. The psalmist says in Psalm 69, Save me, save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. I sink in deep myrrh, where there is no standing. I have come into the deep waters, and the floods sweep me over. Or the cry of pain in the seventh verse of the 42nd Psalm, deep calls out to deep. At the noise of the waterfalls, for all waves and your billows have gone over me. But even in these extremes, my brethren, let me remind you, saints of the living God, that even in these extremes, Yahweh stands guard. The psalmist gives us assurance today in the Almighty God. His self-assuring word leaps off the pages of scriptures and penetrates our consciousness with confidence. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. But of course... The figure of water is often employed in an entirely opposite sense. To signify the refreshing grace of God in one's life. As in the first verse of this very psalm, As a deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul after you, O God. And then you go again uh, further in, in, in Isaiah, the 35th passage of Isaiah. The word is also used beautifully. In the wilderness, in the wilderness shall water break out. In your aridness, in your dryness, water will break out. And the streams in the desert, imagine that. What are you going through today? What wilderness are you experiencing today? The Bible tells us that God will allow water, will allow prosperity to break out in your life. Amen. The parched ground shall become a pool and the thirsty land springs of water. Also there 
can be healing effects of water. You see, for centuries, cultures around the world have viewed water as a, scorched, a sacred symbol for healing, cleansing, and renewal. So it's a no-brainer, really. Water washes off grime, not just mud, but also the crummy stuff that clutters our hearts. Water can energetically cleanse us inside and out. Amen? However, I want to caution you, though, to be very careful not to fall in the danger of confusing the two. Yes, indeed, uh, we use the water both in both senses ourselves. The limpid, rippling stream is one thing, but the dark and troubled ocean is another. If we were uh, to use the experiences of God's people in the past, in fact, if we were to use the experience of Jesus himself, we would conclude that God never promised uh, in this world exemption from pain. Uh, but he has promised something even better. His words are sure. And he says, when you and I pass through uh, the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. Uh, so now, it is all very well to assure a man that God is within in some trouble and some tr suffering. It is all good to say that. It's all good to, to, to recite the scriptures and say that to someone who is in trouble and who is, in tr who is suffering. But if that person himself is not conscious of the fact of God's assurance. If that person is not aware of God's word and what God can do, if that person does not have the relationship and experience with God, it doesn't make a difference. So church, visitors and friends, as you travel deeper into this year, you sometimes will feel isolated you sometimes will feel unsupported. You sometimes will feel by all by yourself. You sometimes will feel discouraged. Some right now are going through their waters, going through their flood, and going through their fire. But I want to deposit in the mind of someone going through their water right now, God is our refuge, and he is our strength, and he is our present help in time of trouble. I want to deposit something in someone's minds right now who is going through their river that the eyes of the Lord is always on the righteous. God is always listening to the cry of his people. So even though you're going through a hard time, don't just get discouraged because God is with us. And guess what? He just won't leave us. A modern diver today can descend to deeper depths beneath the surface of the ocean than a diver in olden days who were without proper scientific equipment. He goes down in a diver's suit provided with ear tubes which are kept constantly replenished from a vessel waiting above so that he can breathe as easily 
on the ocean bed as though if he were above. His suit is also a defense against sudden attack. His comrades above are constantly on the alert to come to his rescue. Should he be taken by surprise by any of the numerous dangers that he would be exposed to underneath. The diver knows he is not alone. He is in an unbroken communication with his watchful helpers above. So though in the course of his work, in a region where he can neither see nor hear anything of, the, of sights and sounds of the higher world, and though he is liable at any moment to be attacked by horrid foes underneath, or to be gripped and held fast in the midst of some scene of death and corruption, he can afford to feel perfectly safe. He will not be allowed to perish. But if, if somehow, unforeseen accident, his communication becomes entangled and he loses consciousness, he is still protected. He knows that his waiting friends know of that immediately and he is brought up to shore in safety. So may I remind somebody here today that the Christian relationship to God is much like the diver. He may be plunged beneath the dark waters. In the course of our service to God this year, we may have to encounter many terrible storms. But may I remind you that if you and I, if we are encased in the armor of Jesus, we are safe as safe can be, and nothing Nothing can take us apart. So if by prayer and faith we preserve unbroken communication with Jesus, we are breathing an atmosphere in which nothing can harm us. We are insulated uh, for, by Jesus. But if, if peradventure, in some hour of special trial, in which we seem to lose the full consciousness and full awareness of the comforting presence of Jesus, it does not mean that he has abandoned us. I can assure you on the authority of God's word, if he will descend in power and might into the very midst of our tribulation and with a mighty hand carry us through of them in triumph and set us far above our tribulation and troubles reached. When you pass through the rivers, when you pass through the waters, he says, I will be with you. When you're cast into some burning fire furnace seven times hotter, you are not alone, never alone, because there is one beside you like unto the Son of God. I will not leave you comfortless, says Jesus. There is a presence, there is a comforter, there is a fortifier who does strengthen, who upholds, and will bring us through somehow. Uh, from hour to hour and day to day. So stand firm, saints of God. Hold fast to your faith. Hold fast to the relationship and the knowledge that you have of Jesus. Uh, the second clause of this text makes use of a different figure. But through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. Now the greatest abiding threat of the human condition 
or flood, rivers, and what? And fires. But you see the finger of Isaiah pointing into the future. Look at it. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. May I dare say he was pointing to the incarnation of Jesus. You know his name. And the virgin shall give birth to a child. And his name shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. So when you are going through, Emmanuel will be with you. The God of hosts, he is with us. The God of Jacob, he is our refuge. We are not in the waters alone, in the flames by ourselves. God is with us. That's why we are Christians. We don't worship a God that is way up there and we down here. We worship a God that was way up there and came down here to be with us. We worship a God that is eternal and came ex in external. We worship a God that is infinite and came finite. The circumference came and got in the center of humanity. I know you can hear grandma say, he walks with me and he talks with me. But I tell you, keep on living. And in those moments, in those dark hours where it's evening, where sometimes it feels like evening, but indeed it is midnight and you are by yourself. And Jesus shows up and will be saying, thank you. You will be saying, thank you. He walks with me. He talks with me. Emmanuel comes to us to walk with us, to give with us, to abide and be abiding, comforting presence with us so that we are never, never by ourselves. You see, saints of God, saints of God, adversity is only a bridge to a deeper relationship with God. We learn more in our valley experience than on our mountaintops. There is a purpose. There is a purpose in going through the fires of time. Uh, there is a purpose in going through the rivers of time. There is a purpose for going through the waters of time. It is to call forth in us those qualities of mind and heart which are never found except in association with the cross. It is that the cross or the cross where I first saw the light and the burdens, the burdens, the burdens of my heart was rolled away. Uh, so some season you will have tribulation, but God will give you all you need to face it and see you through. So I encourage you today, don't give up on God. Because he won't give up on you. Uh, so I'm pressing on. I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I onward bound. Lord, Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Lord, lift me up. And I shall stand by heaven's table and a higher place. But I have found, Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. So don't throw in the towel, saints of God. Don't give up. He sends these words back to you. Hold on, my son. Hold on, my daughter. 
Hold on, my child. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore and have the keys of hell and death. Let not your heart be troubled. Let it not be afraid. Fear not. I have created you. Fear not. I have called you by your name. Fear not. When you go through the waters, I will be with you. Fear not. Be not dismayed. Be not be discouraged. Fear not. When the news from the doctor comes and it's, it is unpleasant, fear not. I am with you. When you have more bills than money, fear not because I am with you. When your family seems to be falling apart, fear not for I am with you. Saints of the living God, you have a friend in Jesus. He is your refuge and he is your strength. He is your comforter. Fear not, saints of the living God, because Jesus is with you. Fear not. Fear not. There is a man who goes, who got his car stuck in a ditch out of the country road. A farmer came by and said, I can help you pull out this car out of the ditch. I have a horse named Dusty. He is a strong horse and he will pull your car out of the ditch. So the farmer goes home and comes back with Dusty and ties Dusty to the car and says, pull Gertrude. And then he said, pull Molly. And then he said, pull Dusty. And Dusty pulled the car out of the ditch. The man thanked the farmer profusely and then asked him, why did you pull, did you say pull Gertrude? And then you did say pull Molly. And then finally says pull Dusty. The farmer said, you see, my horse Dusty is a strong horse, but he is a blind horse. And if he ever thought he was pulling by himself, he would quit. So may I tell somebody today that you are not pulling by yourself because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. May I tell somebody today, you're not pulling by yourself. Because our God said, I will be with you and I will never leave nor forsake you. May I tell someone not that you're not pulling by yourself. Because with men, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. You are not pulling by yourself because I was young, but now I'm old. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor received begging bread. May I tell someone today that you're not pulling by yourself. Because yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. May I tell someone today that you're not pulling by yourself. Because I lift up my heads to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help did not come from the hill, but my help comes from the Lord. And may I tell someone today, you're not pulling by yourself because if God.
Come on, somebody. If God be for you, who then can be against you? You are not pulling by yourself because when you go through the waters and through the fires, it shall not consume you. Uh, Jesus, Jesus, uh, Jesus is pulling with you. Look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Uh, Jesus, the blood of righteousness, he will be pulling with you. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but holy, lean on Jesus' name, on Christ, the solid rock of sand. All of the ground is sinking sand. All of the ground is sinking sand. May I encourage saints of God, you are not pulling by yourself. So as we go deep down into 2019, as we start this journey together, remember, remember, you're not pulling by yourself. And guess what? He just won't leave us alone. He loves us. He is Emmanuel, God with us. Blessings.